0: Live from the JC Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga.
1: And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from Uh Mitchell Santaga is not with me tonight. Uh, we are here on a Thursday night, and Mitchell couldn't make it, uh, unfortunately, so I'm going to be holding down the fort by myself. Um couple of announcements really quick before i get into what's going on in the show tonight uh we have our jc newman giveaway winners will be picked and announced on spare notes this saturday night so if you head to SmokingTobacco.com, you can find out how to enter that three winners are going to get selected for uh one of jc newman's vintage ashtrays they're about yay big black white kind of 50s style uh you may have seen them earlier uh in the year and kind of maybe the end of last year uh so they are giving away three of those so head over to the website now and check that out also uh big deal big news yesterday judge meta um officially ruled against the fda regarding premium cigars and the premium cigar industry has won against the federal government it's time to celebrate um there's still some work that can be done on some other issues but this is a massive massive win uh we'll cover more of this on saturday night on the other show um Uh, But still, big day, big day, big win, big week. Honestly, this is what everyone's been fighting for. So uh, just congrats to everyone in the industry, and thank you to all of those who helped make it happen. Uh, So this week, we have with us, we have a guest. We have um, not a cigar industry guest. This is someone different than you'd probably normally see on the show. Um, This is someone who has done multiple things, but what you most probably know him from is from a little show called The Sopranos on HBO. And I'm going to bring him on the show here today. And his name is Joseph Genescoli, uh also who was the actor who played Vito Spadafore. Uh Let's bring him on the show. There he is. All uh, right, Joseph, how are you?
0: Maddie, what's going on, pal?
1: Oh, you know, just smoking cigars and and hanging out. You know, just living the life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish I was. I wish I was smoking right now. I have my wife's car, so I'm banned from smoking. Uh, I was smoking one uh, with the trunk open uh, before racquetball, and uh, I think some smoke blew in. She's like a, a bloodhound, this one.
1: Yeah, fortunately for me, my, my wife actually does smoke with me, so I, I don't have as much of that struggle as we... Uh, I'm pretty, pretty free to smoke where I want to with, with my wife, but uh, uh, we are expecting soon, so I don't know. When the baby comes, maybe that'll change. Who knows? But, um, Oh great to see you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> Look, there's multiple things I know you got going on, and we'll, and we'll talk about that. Um, first things first, I just want to hit our uh, our sponsor segment for uh, the first part of the show. Shout out to Two Guys Cigars. If you head to the number2guyscigars.com today, you can find an amazing selection of cigars from around the industry as well as cigar accessories. I am smoking the Room 101 Doomsayer um, Oscuro, which is one of my favorite cigars. Now, Two Guys Cigars, I don't believe, carries Room 101, but they also have cigars from General Cigar. Uh, which owns the Room 101 brand, and you can find those at the number two, guyscigars.com. So, are you
0: saying Two two Guys Cigar? Yeah. The store, Dave? Yeah. (laughs) He's in uh, New Hampshire or Rhode Island? New New Hampshire. Oh, Dave, me and Dave go way back.
1: Oh, you know Dave. Okay.
0: I know, I know Dave very well. I like Dave a lot. I love Dave
1: yeah Dave is uh Dave is the guy who kind of you know taught me a little bit about what I do now so <laughs> he's uh,
0: Dave he's I was you know I was thinking about that because I remember Dave had a uh, he used to do it I think every Saturday morning uh, so I've been I did a couple events at his store. I did it with Rocky Patel uh, I did my um, my own when I had my line. Alec Bradley was making it, but I love Dave. Good guy.
1: Yeah, he, he is a great guy. Uh, generous guy. Great friend. Hello, how are
0: you? <laughs> Hi, how are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's still around. He's still around. He's a grandfather now, but he's still around.
0: <laughs> uh, give him my love when you talk to him.
1: I will. I will. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, he, he sponsors us on the show here, and we can't do what we do without him. So shout out to them and thank you to them. Um, you know, it's funny. I know I know you're a cigar smoker, and obviously that's, that's why I invited you on the show. Um, and I I know that you used to have a cigar line. Um, tell me a little bit about that, because I don't I don't know about it, and I don't know much about it. Um, when when did it start? I know you mentioned it was made by Alec Bradley, but um, w- when was that originally launched? And kind of like what happened with it?
0: Jeez. Uh. <laughs> Had to be. 2010, 11, 12, I was with, uh, I, I, I've been so long, I forget, uh, I might have been, I don't think Arganese was making, no, was Arganese making my cigars? You remember Gene Arganese?
1: I don't, I don't, I've only been really around.
0: Well, Alec spot. Bradley was making, maybe it was Gene Arganese, and then I went to Alec Bradley. So, it was a couple of lines, I mean, listen, I was a one-man show, it's, I get. you know, I could, you know how hard it is. Oh, yeah. Doing the events inventory, it was just too much. Um, and I wasn't even that heavy a cigar smoker then as I am now. Um, so I, I you know, I did a lot of events, I did a, uh, a decent run, and um, I moved on. I, I remember doing uh, uh, the smoke show in Vegas, the big smoke, whatever it's called. Not, not the big smoke. The um Oh, the trade show. Aris, what, the what big trade show, yeah. Yeah. I did it with Organese, I did it with Rocky. Uh that I miss. I mean I miss those days of hanging out in the booth, you know, taking pictures with people and um you know, seeing everybody. Um yeah, it's been a while. I know Alec Bradley sold. He got out.
1: Yeah, they recently sold to uh to General Cigar. Uh back in General, Florida. yeah.
0: He cashed in.
1: Yeah, $72.5 million.
0: <laughs> yes, good for him. Him and uh, I wonder if Rafael was there at the end with him. Do you know?
1: I don't know, actually. Um, yeah. Let's okay, check on that. But I'm not All sure. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the deal with that.
1: So, how, 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 how many cigars did you have in the line? I know you said it was a small line, but I didn't know. <laughs>
0: I had a um, what I have uh, probably you know the same Robusto um, Torpedo mild full bodied you know never more than that that was it
1: oh okay now do you have you considered maybe getting back into the cigar business or are you kind of out for good
0: yeah no not in a million years (laughs) You know, unless someone wanted to, um, you know, do the work and put my name to it, that would be one thing. But, um, you know, I'm involved in so many different things now. It's just it's hard to. You know, my weekends are busy with my private cooking. Um, My own vodka just came out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm busy with that. It's a really a, a very good product winning Six different medals so far for taste and, um, you know, bottle look, uh, design. Yeah, so it, it's rough. I do miss the trade show. I wouldn't mind sitting, doing the trade show and sitting in a booth, taking pictures with people and seeing everybody.
1: Yeah, we actually just got back from the trade show a couple of weeks ago. Actually, a month ago now. Um,
0: oh, it's somebody already happened already. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I remember, yeah, it's probably end of July, uh, beginning of uh, end of. Wait. It's beginning of July. Beginning of July? Yeah. Yeah, I forget. I don't know. Which it's actually... Yeah, moving, that was good.
1: It's moving to the spring, uh, moving forward starting next year. So it'll actually take place in end of March go uh, next year.
0: In Vegas again?
1: Yeah, Vegas, and then the year after we're going to New Orleans.
0: Oh, New Orleans, my own stomping grounds. I lived there four years. Oh, did you? Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. I didn't know that about you. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I've worked at the uh, Commander's Palace.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've never yeah. been down, I've never been to New Orleans, uh, so we're excited for that because it'll be my first time to actually go and enjoy and see the I city. I mean, it's
0: turned <laughs> into a shithole, but uh, just like New York, but um, <laughs> we'll see, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could probably say that about a lot of places, but yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <ya>. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they all have places. one
0: thing in common. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, um, I'm going to try to keep this show uh, tighter to an hour tonight. Uh, I'm without my co-hosts and whatnot, so I'm going to try to make this a little bit more simplified. Um, but first of all, obviously, one of the biggest things that people know you for is from The Sopranos. Um, and obviously being an actor, uh, when exactly did you get into acting? Um, was that before The Sopranos? You know, What was like your first role? How, how, did, how did that really happen?
0: Uh, I got into it late. Uh, I was, you know, chefing, got into some trouble in New York, moved to LA to pursue acting and, um, started like I was around 30.
1: Okay.
0: And I got my start, uh, on a few movies and, uh, became friends with Benicio del Toro and he, um, Cast me in a movie he was directing, a short film where I was the lead, and wound up introducing me to, that's really the short story, yep. introducing me to the Soprano uh, casting directors.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Now, I remember, if I remember correctly, your first appearance on the show, I want to say was season one? And I believe yep. you weren't you weren't Vito. You were like another character, if I remember. Are you like a background Gino.
0: character?
1: Gino. Gino. And then it was... Yeah, no, I had a
0: scene. I had a scene. I had some lines.
1: And then from there, I think it was season two that we first meet Vito, if I remember correctly. Is that true? I think it was season two. Yes. Um,
0: right. They brought me back as Vito.
1: Now, would you say that for, that first that first scene that you did, and you had those lines? Do you think that was kind of like, oh, this guy's got something? We got to make him a permanent character, and they kind of roll you into a new character? And- yeah, I
0: don't know what they saw. I mean, it was so you know, it wasn't really an intense scene. Uh, I just thank God that uh, they did to change my life, and I was blessed, and. Uh, It opened up a million doors for me and did a lot for me. So I just thank God every day.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you go on to to become a big part of the show, Um, especially, you know, in season six, obviously, you know, the Vito character's story arc really takes off, Um, which I I read something, and I don't know if it's true. Um, Was was it your idea that Vito becomes – gay and they find out about it and that whole storyline comes comes across. I heard that was your idea but that, I wasn't sure. that
0: that, that is correct. I oh. suggested it from a book I was reading to one of the writers and they decided to do it. So, um yeah, and that really changed my life actually. I mean, but you know, you always try to I always try to think outside the box and you know, um I wanted a bigger a bigger role am a little more prolific role and when i look back you know you go from one scene to a different character to a major role on the greatest show ever i mean what could be better than that
1: no it's true it's true i mean it, being able to be a part of a cast like that and on a show that impactful uh, i still argue with people today that it's the greatest show of all time i like hear you know, you start hearing people argue about Game of Thrones, and I don't want to hear about that. To me, it's always been The Sopranos. It always will be The Sopranos. Uh, that's how it was growing up in my house. Uh, that's how. Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? Fucking Dragons Tail. Oh, come on.
1: I know. I mean, this is this is different come stuff. On. This isn't fantasy. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: I'm great. I'm, I never saw the Game of Thrones. Maybe I saw. T- I'm sure it was great. You know, everybody, I I hear the same thing, you know, Breaking Bad, The Wire. But, you know, we were the first and we were the best and that's that.
1: That's right. That's right. Very, very.
0: I always tell people all those shows were great, but really nobody emptied a restaurant at eight o'clock like we did. Nobody. I mean, this was before DVRs and cell phones and streaming and on demand. But you couldn't call someone at nine o'clock, and and nobody talked about it at work the next day, like Sopranos.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember not. I mean, I I remember people coming over my house to you know at the time I was a lot younger at the time, Um, but you know I i've since seen the show several times but um i i I remember people coming over my house and watching it together like it was that big of a deal like people would come and watch the show um like all people wanted to watch it in groups um you know it it really has left what was that
0: did you say like roots
1: no, like in groups, like people, like people. Wanted oh, to groups! Uh, <laughs> no, not like groups. <laughs> no, not like groups. No, but you know, people uh, wanted to get together to watch it, so they could all be together. Like it, it was a big deal, and I, like you, like I, you said, it was. Yeah, I had
0: like twenty people in my house every show. Yeah, I said no talking, no laughing, because you don't want to miss a line.
1: Those are the rules.
0: Yeah, and you couldn't pause it, you know, so. Yep, uh, you know, right place, right time, but uh, got to make your breaks.
1: No, it's true, and like you said, it's changed your life, and, you know, obviously, you've you've been able to do other things, you know, because of that, you know, you got out there, you got your name out there, and um, you're part of a legacy now, that's a big legacy, You know, you get to be part of an, a, a, what is now considered a pretty ensemble cast, I mean, um, you know, working with, you know, James Gandolfini, and Edie Falco, and all those other amazing people who are on that show with you. Um, You know, it's, it is, it's something special. It's historical. they are going to be talking about you guys for long after we're all gone. Um, (laughs) But I know, I know, I know since then you've, you've gone on to do other things. You've done a lot with your cooking. I know that you you mentioned you were doing cooking even before you were acting. Um, Was that kind of like your first passion? You always wanted to to, to get into cooking and being a chef and all that.
0: Uh, I didn't always want to do that. I mean, you know, I want them to play for the Yankees. Um, yeah, I'm a big sports guy. Yeah. Uh, and to all your Boston, uh, listeners, thank you for the two Super Bowls. by the way. Uh, I'm a big Giants fan.
1: Oh, well, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we still got more, but <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs>
0: you do have, uh, you do have more. Um, you know, you won two you should have uh I'm by the gym, so there's some fucking some broads walking in. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you won two you should have lost, and you lost you should have lost two you should have won. Other than that, um, you know, you had the pleasure of the greatest coach ever, the greatest quarterback ever. And uh we beat him twice. Anyway, so moving on. Um
1: <laughs> Oh, I like that. I like that, I like that. You just kinda gotta... Sneak it in there and just walk away. Um, no, it's it's it, no, it's funny you mentioned. It. I was actually just watching. I don't know if you've seen the the uh, the the two Bills uh, documentary with with Belichick and Parcells, and they were at uh, the Giants facility, and there's a scene when they go up to their their trophy room, or whatever, and and Belichick says, "Oh, look, there's the there's our two right there," and then he goes, "There's the two we gave them." So. I always thought that was kind of funny, uh, just having a <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, But no, I, I, know you're, I know you're doing some cooking stuff now. Tell me a little bit about that. You,
0: yeah, so the uh, cooking wasn't a passion. Uh, I sort of just fell into it, and I liked it because it was creative. And, you know, back in the early 80s, restaurants were like a scene. I mean, they are now still. But I think back then it became a scene. Open kitchens. It was like very clubby. Without going to a club, or mm-hmm. well, you went there and then went out to a club. You know?
1: Yeah, it was more. It was more an event to go to a restaurant back then than it is now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, what are you smoking? It looks like my type. It's a. Is it a Maduro? I like them. Dark, thick gauge, and uh, like double Corona. It's a uh, full-bodied
1: room, room 101. Oh,
0: we're room one oh one.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's got an escoro wrapper on it, which is uh which is dark and now,
0: yeah, now JC Newman is that the brick house? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's JC Newman, yeah.
0: Yeah, or oh, is that Schoolhouse? house? It's schoolhouse or brick house? Brick house. Yeah, yeah, I thought I remember that. Uh they they're based in Tampa, right?
1: Yeah, they're based in Tampa. The brick house is made at their Pensa factory in Nicaragua, so they're Nicaraguan cigars, but they also have uh, the Diamond Crown brand, which is made by the Fuentes down in the Dominican Republic.
0: Ah, uh, oh, I'd love to get back to the Dominican. And then they favorites.
1: started rolling cigars in Tampa at their, at, you know, at their old factory, so they have a bunch right. of cigars coming out of there with American tobacco and all sorts of different stuff. So yeah, they get they got a lot going on.
0: Yeah, so um, so that's it with cooking. I started with that and I bounced around a lot. I'm self-taught chef. You know, I lived in New Orleans a couple of years, worked in Manhattan, worked in L.A. Um, and uh, caught a fucking cold, believe it or not. And, um, um, yeah, uh opened restaurants and had a lot of fun doing it, met a lot of people. And that led me to acting. So, you know, it's been a... Uh, eventful life not that i'm ready to uh you know cash out but um still got some years ahead
1: now you don't have a restaurant now do you no no okay so you mostly no i just, just do the kitchen. private cooking so you you cook for like people's events or you you go to their things and you cook for them
0: um so people hire me if they're a big soprano fan they get us for their husband they're uh Father get-togethers, big soprano fans. Yeah, I have a minimum of twenty people. I have an assistant. I do the shopping; they pay for the food, and you know it's not cheap. It's uh, it starts at one forty-five a person, up to one eighty, and I'm there about ten hours, and um, <clears throat> I make about twenty appetizers, pasta, and then entree. I don't do dessert. And when I get the food out, I tell my story. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. Sorry. I tell my story, and then um, I do a QA, and a take pictures of everybody. This week, I'm in Connecticut. Last week, I was in fucking Jersey, and I live in Long Island. So I don't do the city. You know it's a shithole like i said i got my own shithole here in new york and um yeah that's what i do so i do that and with the vodka and um um the cameo app you know the cameo where people get it for people's birthdays and Yeah, yeah, yeah so on that that keeps me busy so i got a lot of stuff going on
1: how many of those cameos do you make a day
0: You know, it's funny. It goes in like spurts. But, I mean, I think I've uh, been on it three years, and I've done over a 1000
1: Wow. Wow. That's a lot.
0: And it's... um, it's, As soon as I get them, I do them. And uh, those aren't cheap either, if you look at all the Sopranos and their prices. But mine are the best. I do a lot of ad-libbing. I have fun with it, and people love them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I actually... I've never really looked into that i mean i know about it i know how it works and all that but i've never really done it myself so uh, i was always kind of curious about how that worked but that's uh that's really interesting stuff i mean um it seems to me, you know today with social media you know the, there's there's no limit on what you can do now with you with, with just a cell phone it's you know for you and for whoever's getting it so um
0: yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's um especially during the pandemic when there wasn't much going on it was oh, good of
1: course of Course, yeah, everyone was home, everyone had time. What else were people gonna yeah. do? <laughs> you weren't cooking for events, that's for sure.
0: Um, no, actually, I was. Um, people were doing it in their home. Oh, really? You know, there's times I had a t- test before I went in the house. You know, if someone was pregnant, I had to do that a few times. I go, You better hope I come up negative because got a lot of food here is gonna go to waste. So, but, you, um,
1: you cook the food, ahead yeah, of time? I did. What's that? You cook all that food ahead of time, like outside, and you bring it with you. You don't like cook at the. No, no,
0: no. I do it in. No, I do it in the person's
1: house. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't cook anything outside. And I I know you mentioned that you have a vodka now. So tell me a little bit about your vodka. Where where, where that kind of come from? Where Where can people get it? Is it fully <coughs> <early> released?
0: <clears throat> Sorry.
1: That's okay.
0: It's called of Vodka. It's um, not available nationwide. We just started um i'm a brand ambassador uh so i have my own label um it started with d snyder person that started the vodka okay it's made from grapes from spain um where it's um bottled and um it's won six medals it's got a great smooth taste people love it and i'm not just saying that you know there's a lot of harsh vodkas and Sirac um, that P Diddy's is made from grapes but from France. Okay. This one is unbelievably smooth called Rocca Vodka R-O-C-A-V-A-K-A and um, you can check it out uh, on the website. Uh, we will be doing a mail order but I'm doing a lot of events. We launch in New York in September. I'm doing events in Jersey and um, yeah, so keeping busy with that.
1: Well, that's pretty good. I'll have to check that out. I mean, I didn't. I I always, I didn't even realize that they made vodka from grapes. I always thought it was either like grain or I think they do the potato yeah, vodka, yeah. Vodka, um, vodka. Yeah, potatoes, rice vodka. Yeah, the
0: this 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 has an interesting taste to it. Smooth, like I said, and people love it. And we make about ten different uh, cocktails. Um, you know, with all soprano names which are pretty cool. The Vito teeny 30 pool cue, uh, the leather bar lost in the woods, stuff like that.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, do you ever with, with the vodka or, or maybe you will be, or with any of your cooking, do you ever actually get up to the Boston area or do you kind of keep it down in the, the Jersey? area? Uh, I've done a lot
0: of Boston events when I was doing the cigar. Um, I haven't been to Boston in a while. I mean, it's a five-hour ride for me.
1: Yeah,
0: I hate long rides. Uh, so I haven't done any. I'm sure eventually I'll get there, back there. My favorite guy uh, on the show is a Boston guy from Stoneham, John Fiore, Gigi, who lit on, you know, died on the toilet pole.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, and uh, he's one of that's, the that's best guys. Oh yeah, him and um, uh, Georgie Labarta, and no, I think Georgie's from Rhode Island. He's a comedian. Okay. Uh, Frank Santarelli, and John Fiore. Uh, but Johnny and I go way back. Tremendous. you ever see that thing now? Be a man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have.
0: Yeah, John. Uh, John's connected with that.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah, floating around on uh, social media. Very yeah,
0: smell your fucking dog's ass Be a man, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, You know right. what I mean
1: When you see your wife crying Leave her at home, go to the bar, be a man <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that guy. Is he still around? Is he still doing his thing? I,
0: I, I, I think he wrote a book. I think he's got a lot of mileage out of that. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, well, yeah. hey, Listen, we're going to hit our news segment really quick, so I'll pop you off the screen. I'll bring you back in a second. I'm just going to I'm gonna read this off. Um, our, all news, right. our news is once again brought to you by our friends at McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can check out all of their amazing cigars, including... The new McAuliffe Black, rated 91 on com, And it is a blackout. Don't hesitate on this cigar. Don't sleep on this cigar. It is fantastic. If you head over to the number 2 com, you can buy it there. McAuliffe Cigars. Um, so as I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's been a big, big week for the cigar industry. Um, so I'll, I'll read a little bit about what's been going on. Uh, the cigar industry uh, has won against the FDA uh, in regards to regulation regarding premium cigars. Uh, This came out yesterday, and you can read about it on Smokentobacco.com. Today, U.S. District Judge uh, Mehta ordered the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, to exempt premium cigars from tobacco regulations that the agency put in place in 2016. This ruling, which follows nearly seven years of litigation, is a historic victory for the industry and a significant pushback against arbitrary FDA regulations. The Cigar Rights of America, which helped fund the successful challenge, along with the Premium Cigar Association, argued that the inclusion of premium cigars in a 2016 deeming rule by the FDA was fundamentally misguided and based on unsound science. In its appearance before the court on May 23, 2022, the CRA demonstrated that the agency had failed to demonstrate a public health rationale and improperly rejected a previously considered option to exempt the category. Um, this is something that we heard about last year as we got to PCA 2022 in Las Vegas. I remember Scott Pierce taking the uh, taking the podium at the uh, at the at the PCA the the meeting uh, on on the Friday before the show started talking about this. But it kind of was still hanging in the limbo. There wasn't a final decision on this, and I know that everyone's been talking about it. Uh, We've talked a lot about it over the last, you know, several months. Um, A lot of it was being pushed back because they were waiting on Judge Mehta's final decision. And he's been busy with all the January 6th stuff. I know that he's kind of presiding over that. So this has been something that kind of got put on the back burner. But it has officially been ruled on as of yesterday. it's, It's over. Now, people ask, you know, what exactly does this mean? Where do we go from here? Um, so basically everything that, you know, substantial equivalence and all that crap, that's gone. Uh, I, you know, now you start to think like, Hey, you know, can we really push back on flavored stuff? And, and tobacco 21 here, a lot of people say, well, Hey, let's go for tobacco 21. Let's push that shit back to 18. Um, you know, th- who knows? There's, there's a lot, and a lot of us are still kind of unpacking some of this information. And that's why I said, I, I don't want to get too deep into it until, uh, until Saturday night. Uh, when Coop and I will be back. Coop, I, Coop, Kevin, and myself, I should say. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll, we'll kind of dive deeper into this. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention really quickly is while while we're here, uh, speaking of McAuliffe Cigars, this is another interesting one. Uh, All Saints Cigars and McAuliffe Cigars will unite sales teams. All Saints and McAuliffe have unified their sales functions as a single team. Industry veteran and All Saints co-owner Mickey Pegg joins McAuliffe as president of sales and leader of the combined sales team. Uh, invoicing, fulfillment, and revenue collection will be done independently by each company. The decision maximizes both companies' sales footprint and resources while maintaining each company's individuality. The aim is to extend their reach, deepen relationships with brick-and-mortar consumers, and offer a more comprehensive and seamless service experience. Uh, these are two brands that, you know, as you guys know, we know and love pretty well. Um, really excited to see these guys together uh interested to see how this is going to work i'm not going to lie it it, it is a little peculiar um it's not like a brand acquisition where the teams you know obviously get folded into one that's all in one umbrella this is still like two umbrellas but one sales team um different and i am interested to see where it goes but the people behind it are some great people that i I know and love so uh, it's in good hands. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And uh, hopefully it, it benefits both of them pretty well. So like I said, if you want to read anything more about either one of those stories, head over to smoketobacco.com and, and you can find both of them in our cigar news, uh, cigar industry news section. Uh, let's get Joe back on the show here. Um, Joe, thanks for waiting that one out for me. I uh, appreciate that.
0: Yeah, who's Coop looking?
1: Coop? Oh, uh, that's Cigar Coop.
0: That's, I know him.
1: Yeah, William Cooper is his name. Uh, he's from Indian Trail. Yeah,
0: I go way back with him. Good kid.
1: Good kid, isn't Yeah, I love him. <laughs>
0: is
1: he? Yeah, he's in his 50s. He's up there.
0: Wow. Yeah. I thought he was younger than that. I met him. We used to talk. Uh, yeah, we used to talk. Uh, William Cooper, that's it. I haven't forgot all about him. Yeah. There's two guys you mentioned I know, Davy and now Coop.
1: Yeah, it's a small world, you know, in the cigar industry. Very, very small. Um, yeah,
0: and- it's small in everything, right? In a garment district, cigar, wine. Well, maybe not wine. Wine's more international. Um, uh, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Koo has his own platform, but we, uh, we do collaborate on a show on Saturday nights. Right. Um, where we kind of both get together and talk talk shop, talk industry, and uh, and one of our guys is on the show as well, so uh, it's a great time. Well, it's- tell him,
0: tell him I said hello.
1: I will, I will. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna talk to him after the after the show, so I'll I'll let him know that you said that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry. Where was I going? Um, sorry. I'm trying to recollect my thoughts here, real quick. Um, oh yes, I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit, uh, back to the Sopranos days, and I figured I'd ask you while I had you here, uh, what are some of your favorite moments from the set? Uh, filming the show, it could be a senior show, it could be just something that happened with some of the other cast. Um, just what was it kind of like you know, pulling back the curtain? Well, what was that like?
0: I mean, anytime we were doing bada bing scenes, obviously that would be a good time. Um, those were always the best days. Uh, doing a scene with Lawrence Taylor from the Giants, that was probably the highlight for me, being one of my top three guys in sports. Um, having the whole cast just about at my wedding and doing a great picture uh, of the cast it's one of my cherished things Um, yeah so I would say that and um, just doing those scenes in New Hampshire which I wasn't really in uh, New Hampshire Um, where were those filmed? Uh, actually in Boot, New Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah, and I did a scene and I don't know what, I don't remember what it was about. Sco, uh, Sco, Scobie No, Skippy. It was a really, like a real Indian name, Massachusetts. Uh, I can't even remember this, the, the name. It'll come to me one day. Uh, but those were those the memories I have, and, um... You know, the camaraderie during filming. And then, you know, everybody moves on. It's been 07. How many years is that? 14, 21, 22 years, 23 years? No, 7, 14,
1: 17 years? 17, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the other things I was curious about. So, you know, when you find out, I mean, I know that it was towards kind of the end of the show, kind of near the end. But, you know, when you find out, like, you know, your character's, you know, story arc and, you know, your character gets killed off, essentially. Right. You know, as an actor is, you know, do you see that coming? Is it like a shock? You know, when you get that, you know, do you read it in the script? And well, say, oh, like, hey, we're going to kill I mean, him off.
0: I mean, I was walking a tightrope, so, you know, I'm just glad I made it for as many episodes as I did. I mean, I did 39 episodes. Uh, I try to make it into the last part of season six, but, um, yeah, that was the big killing of the first part. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, it was, he saw it coming It affected the pocketbook, affected, uh, Tony's uh, money. Even though I was his big earner, they weren't doing business with him. So, you know, he saw it coming.
1: Yeah 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 I mean it's 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 a show where there's a lot of people who've come and gone obviously during the course of the story um so it's right. it's, it's not uh it's not too shocking, I guess so to speak it's uh, it's the way it goes now um did you at all now preparing for a role like that uh whether you had previous interactions or for research on you know the show? Did you ever interact with anyone who was really part of um, any Italian organized crime for research on, you know, the role and getting (laughs) into the character? (laughs) Bro,
0: bro, I grew up in Brooklyn. (laughs) Uh, I had restaurants. uh, I've been around mobsters, real, fake, wannabe, the real deal, um, pretty much all my life. So... You know, the mannerisms, how they talk, they walk. Uh, you know, the expressions, how they use their hands. Um, yeah, that, 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 that came natural. That's why I wanted to do the gay thing, because it was a challenge for me acting. I'm a self-taught actor. Self-taught chef, self-taught actor. I want to do, was a challenge to me, prove I can act to myself. And, you know, to everyone else. I'm with, um, you know, talented people. Uh, And it was uh, ultimately to get me more roles, which didn't really pan out that way. But that's okay. You know, um, it's like being on the 27 Yankees. You know, you go to another team, you're never going to be that great again. You do other things, but it's never going to be the Sopranos. So, um, yeah, I knew those people. And, um, you know, and the gay thing, um, being in restaurants, I was always around gays. I would live in... New Orleans, a million gays in New Orleans, in the restaurants. Um, You know, you want to work in a restaurant, in a real restaurant in Manhattan, New Orleans, you know, it's just part of the thing. The gays are there. If you're not going to get along with them, you got a problem with them. If you're secure about your sexuality, then you have nothing to worry about.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, would you say... um... I guess all across the board. Then, in terms of the show, um, how authentic was that show? I, 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 you know, I've had some conversations. How with, yeah, in terms of you know, like how how close to how close to certain things did they really get, and how and how much of it was kind of uh, I they think exaggerated. I got um,
0: really uh, no, I think they got a lot of it right. I really do, and the, the dialogue was right on the money. You watch a lot of garbage that's out there. They try to be another soprano. They try to be the God the the dialogue is horrible, and I get turned off as soon as I hear it. I can't even watch it. Um, but this is um, you know, it was dark. it was it's comedic. it was uh, it was beautifully written, acted, lit. It holds up these many years later, production values. It's really just, you know, the best.
1: If you had to pick.
0: So it was on the money.
1: If you had to pick an episode that was your favorite episode, whether it was one you were in or maybe you weren't in, what would you say your favorite episode from the show is? Oh, you know, I
0: like the one I go to New Hampshire. You know, I'm biased, of course, right? Yeah. You know, my favorite scene was when Finn comes out of the porta party, And then um, when I go into uh, the episode, live free or die, you know, and I go into the, uh, Antique store, and I pick up a vase, and the guy says, uh, "It's the most expensive piece here. You got a good eye. You're a natural." You know, uh, that was my favorite.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. It's fun to ask these questions. You know, you people watch the show. You know, you watch a show. You enjoy the show. The show's over. Um, but kind of, you know, getting to know what goes into it and and how it all comes to be, and um, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, I I I've, I've, I haven't really been around Hollywood and and stuff like that before myself, so I I really don't know. But uh, it, it, <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's quite magical, I guess. <laughs> or you guys make it look magical, I should say. Um,
0: yeah, listen, I'm I, you know you just had to learn your lines and uh, let them do it. I never knew how it was gonna come out until I saw it on TV. Um, but, and you know, when I do these parties, lots of times they'll run the show while I'm there. And it's fun because it just brings back memories and you know, you remember those days and it's been so long since I saw it. And you know, people aren't with this anymore. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, um, it's good.
1: Were you ever intimidated or you felt, you know, like, Hey, what the fuck am I doing? You know, when you, maybe when you first started shooting <laughs> you know, the whole time, I mean, well, with some people, done a lot more acting roles and obviously a lot more experience, I so mean, to speak.
0: I was with, you know, some really great actors, you know, uh, Joe Panliano is tremendous.
1: Oh yeah. He's a great one. Um,
0: of course, Jimmy, Edie. I mean, these are, uh, you know, they're heavyweights. You want to hold your own. I just made sure that I knew my lines and I didn't waste anybody's time. That's the most important thing, you know?
1: Of course.
0: I say, course. you know, learn your lines, look them in the eye, and speak the truth. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, of and course.
0: And react, you know, how they're treating you. So that's what I try to tell myself and just make it believable. And, um, you know, I just hope I did a good job. I, you know, and, uh, yeah, that was it.
1: Well, I'd say, I I think it's safe to say you did a great job. I mean, you know, it came out pretty good and, Uh, like I said, best show of all time. People still watching it. People still talking about it. So uh, it's a legacy. It is. It'll always be there.
0: (laughs) Well, my only regret was, is that um, I was on the wrong end of that blowjob.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: (laughs) um, Who, uh, so. Is this a, is this a, a, uh... A, a rated show? Is this, no, uh,
1: you can say whatever you want. There's, there's no uh, holding back. Usually,
0: just, that fucking, <laughs> usually that fucking line gets a big laugh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were ready for it.
1: <laughs> I I wasn't expecting it, but I mean, you can say whatever you want. I mean, this yeah. is not a filmed right, show. So you you did get it. I was on the wrong <laughs> end. I- <laughs> I feel you though I mean <laughs> all right, very good. When, when do you find that out when you when they're like all right, here's this there's what we're shooting today and you read the script or Do they tell you like hey, listen like you're gonna have well, to well, I'll tell you quick
0: stories that um <laughs> uh I didn't really believe it i when I first heard you know read it I was like, holy shit, they're actually gonna do it and I was like, you know my first thought was like oh my my fucking friends are gonna break balls forever. You know, because then it wasn't what I had in mind. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad they did it. You know, I made my character sympathetic, but uh, yeah, it was interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, I I always wondered how you know s- certain scenes that you know are in certain movies and shows that, that go down. You know, like part of you does wonder like you know what's the actor think during this like oh like people gonna you know get the wrong idea or are people gonna you know give me a hard time about this like you're an actor at the end of the day you're an actor you play pretend you know to quote Ari Gold. yeah well i mean do. listen
0: <laughs> brooklyn guys and mopses don't really see it like that you know hollywood and people in manhattan you know get it brooklyn guys you know they're like, what the fuck? You know, so it was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, people still bust your balls over that?
0: Eh, every once in a while, you know, you get a good jerk off here and there, get a little tanked up or gets a little stupid or thinks he's cute. And they go, oh, are you really gay? And I go, ask your sister. Oh. You know?
1: That's a good comeback. Um, yeah,
0: another fucking joke. You're a little dry on the fucking uh, humor, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey listen, I'm dialed in. I'm watching I've got like this whole thing I got going on here between comments and watching the show feed and all that, but um uh-huh. yeah. So uh anyway, um I wanted to ask you kind of, you know, I know we've talked a lot about the Sopranos and I don't want to make it all about that, but uh with the, the little bit of time we do have left, you know, I, I know you had your own cigar line, I know you you were in the business, you got out, uh, but you still smoke. And I, I heard you say re- earlier that when you were in the business, you actually smoked less than you do now. Uh, so how much do you smoke now compared to when you did back then?
0: Um, I smoke. I mean, when I, when I had my car, uh, I just gave back my car in the middle of getting another one, which I'm trying to, because my daughter hates it when she's got to come in the car. But um i smoke between you know four and six a day
1: wow good for you
0: and um, i get up before golf and i smoke one between six and seven probably not the healthiest fucking thing but um i like it and um yeah so at uh but you know i get them from rocky i get bundles um i know what i like sometimes i'll I'll be waiting for a delivery and I run out and I got to go get uh, a stick or two at the uh, Humidor, or, you know, whatever, and I'll get a uh, flathead. I'll get a, uh, I like uh, Liga, I like uh, Lido's, uh, Gloria Cobano. Oh, so no, I, anything no. that's, you know, thick gauge and uh, dark and full body. They like. Okay. And um, yeah, so let's get some fucking J.C. Newman's on the on the way to my house, bro.
1: Mm. You can make that happen. I know a guy. Yeah. I know. A you know
0: of a lot of guys.
1: I know a lot of guys.
0: Yeah. And send And-go. them in. I fucking. Uh, what was I down? I was down in. Um, I was doing a a trade show for vodka and um, one of the guys was in Black Hawk Down he was in the actual the, the Black Hawk you know yes. the movie yes the yes. actual helicopter is it Hooker Hooker and Stratton
1: it's uh, Hooten and he Young came. or Hooten Young
0: Hooten and Young very good yep yeah he came out with his, he sent me a box uh, they were good they were okay um, but I'm so used to my Rockies that I love them but I like smoke anything and everything you know what I mean it doesn't matter to me I smoke anything and everything. I like it all.
1: You're not too picky on what you smoke, really.
0: Uh, I try to like, I like dark if I can. I have my, you know, you know, I, I like them. I still like, you know, I don't like nubs. I mean, if I had to smoke a knob, it's fine. <coughs> but I'll just put it in my, you know, my little cylinder and smoke it later.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you probably don't. So you probably don't smoke a lot of Connecticut shade and a lot of the milder stuff. Um,
0: Not really, unless I have to. And If someone gives it to me, I'll smoke it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny, you know. Yeah. You hear a lot of people always talk about, you know, the most common that uh, <laughs> people buy is Connecticut shade, milder cigars, mild medium, is really, you know, market wise, and you know, that's that's those are kind of the biggest <laughs> sellers. Uh, but uh, you're definitely you're definitely not one of those people. You you got some taste to you, and you got some you can take some strength sounds. So uh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, and I know you mentioned the brick house. That's Even though smart. I'm
0: confident and sick, I'm still fucking smoking. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know.
1: No days off. You just got to keep burning through it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's I'm uh, not the fucking smartest guy out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I'm guilty of it too. You're not alone, and I know. About a hundred other people were in the same boat, sick as a dog, still smoking a cigar. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, they
0: see me smoking, you know, and I'm fucking coughing up, and they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I go, hey, "What are you gonna do?"
1: Yeah. So, you love the leaf. That's what it's all about, man. You know, that's that's why we're here. So, um, yeah. But Joe, you know, hey, I I don't want to keep you too long, and uh, you know, we've been on here about an hour, so. Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. I'm just gonna wrap up the show really quickly. Uh, guys, thanks for being here with us tonight. Thanks for watching the show. I appreciate it. Like I said, head over to SmokingTobacco.com to check out all of our news from the week and everything we got going on, as well as all of our PCA 2022 trade show coverage uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday night on the Spare Note series. With William Cooper and Smoking Tobacco's very own Kevin Cuff. And we'll see you there. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you for spending your
1: time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news
0: and updates from the cigar industry.